So we are talking about burnout. A few weeks ago, I asked one of our key leaders, I said, you know, hey, uh, what do you want to hear a message series about right now? And, and they responded without thinking, and they said burnout. I think coming off of a worldwide pandemic and all the things that have come along with that, we found ourselves as a culture and society and as a world uh, just really, really uh, experiencing lots of new things and lots of change. And when we do that, uh, we find that we get burnt out really easily. Last Sunday, we talked about the fact that three things contribute to burnout. Fear, frustration, and the biggest one is mental fatigue. And I'll be honest with you guys, um, that's what I worry about the most with you. Because like you all have your day jobs and your school and your life. And then you're trying to launch this church here in Uganda. And um, so I worry about your mental fatigue. And uh, so we're going to talk about burnout a little. We're going to have uh, an opportunity to hear from our Ugandan leaders. They're so, uh, just spending time with them uh, just fills my heart. And I know it will yours. You're going to get to meet them in person in a few months. They're going to come over to the USA. We're so excited about that as well. And so uh, to get started, I'm just going to recap a little bit our story about Elijah. We were talking about him last week in worship, and he was one of the prophets of the Hebrew scriptures. And uh, he, they were having a hard time, like, knowing which God to worship. Some of them worshiped a God of many gods, and uh, that was Baal. And then they worshiped Yahweh, the one true God. And uh, Elijah was really frustrated with them because he wanted them to all worship God, Yahweh. And they were like, some had uh, one foot in this world and another foot in this world. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Elijah's like, look, you guys need to get off the fence and you need to decide. So they had this big war and this big battle and uh, all the Elijah's people fought all of Baal's people. And Elijah ended up winning and beat, uh, like, totally annihilated the other army, but he lost all of his army, too. So he's, like, one of the few survivors. And uh, he was just spent. He was mentally, emotionally, physically spent. And so he wins this huge, amazing battle, and then he goes back, and he gets a message the next day. And uh, based on like what I know you guys have experienced when we were here before, like you experience these high mountaintop experiences and then it's like, bam, something bad happens. And that's what happened to Elijah. Uh, he wins this huge battle and then he gets a message that the queen is trying to kill him. And so uh, instead of being like, all right, I got this, I got one more fight in me, he wants to die. And so uh, that's where we pick up in the scripture today. So I thought we'd start by just hearing the scripture and then, and then we'll talk, okay? So uh, Ahab reported to Jezebel everything that Elijah had done, including the massacre of all of Ahab's or Baal's prophets. And Jezebel immediately sent a messenger to Elijah with her threat. The gods are going to get you for this and I'm going to get even with you. So... Um, Jezebel's key man came to her and said, look, let me tell you what this guy did. And it made her so mad she threatened to kill him. So that's where we pick up in the story. When Elijah saw how things were, he ran for dear life far in the south of the land of Judah. He left his young servant there and went on to the desert for another day's journey. He came to a lone bush and collapsed in the shade. And he wanted in the worst of ways to be done with it all. And he wanted to die. So he said, enough of this, God. Take my life. I'm ready to join my ancestors in the grave. 
and exhausted, he fell asleep under the lone broom bush. Suddenly, an angel shook him awake and said, get up and eat. He looked around, and to his surprise, right by his head were a loaf of bread baked on some coals and a jug of water. He ate the meal, and he went back to sleep. The angel of God came back and shook him awake again and said, get up and eat more. You've got a long journey ahead of you. So I want us to break it into sections, and, and that's the first one that uh, I want us to talk about. Like, he did all this really great stuff, and, and life was going good, and then, like, one more thing happened, and he was ready to give it all up. Uh, I want you guys to tell us uh, sort of like when you've felt that way, like when you felt like everything's going really, really good, and then all of a sudden, like, one thing happens, or it just it's like the straw that uh, broke it all apart, that last that last hit that just made you want to give up. Has that ever happened in your lives? Yeah, 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 that happened. Uh, that was about uh, a month, two months back, when we were just um, launching the No Limits uh, Fellowship. So we had just started the No Limits Fellowship, and uh, we had a laptop um, that Derek was using that we brought for us. The first time you came to Uganda, uh, the phones that we were using to do the recordings and the videos and the postings on Instagram, and then something happens. We have our little cousin sister, the girl that we stay with, that we take care of. So we had to take her back to school. So when we took her back to school and when we came back home, we found we, our house was broken into. So when, uh, when they moved and the boys checked in through the different rooms, and we found we didn't have the laptop, it was gone. The phones were gone. Uh, about four laptops were gone. Four phones were gone. Two bags were gone. Uh, a gaming pad was gone, cables were gone, everything was gone. So basically, everything that was supporting us with the ministry was taken. So that seemed like a setback to us. So we kind of fell down and were like, are we going to pro progress with this ministry? Are we going to reach where we want to go? Are we going to achieve? So we decided to take this to the police and think we would recover back whatever we lost. But then, um, when we took and reported and everything, we were in kind of zigzag so there was no clear feedback so we paid in some money they asked for some money for us to pay in and they supported they support us with the investigations we paid the money but nothing was done so we still came back home and we are all disappointed we are all broken so we felt we lost hope just the way elijah did so we felt like we cannot move forth so but then we want to thank god that we got the courage and then uh, we got back on our feet that did not stop us we went strong with the No Limits Fellowship, and we are winning, and we are going out well. Uh, so many people, the numbers are growing slowly. Um, it's, we are impacting people's lives with the No Limits Fellowship. So we want to thank you, West Church, uh, Pastor Andrea, Dawn, and the whole West Church team. Thank you for standing with us, and we believe we shall win. And um, our members back in, in, um, in North Carolina, we can't wait to see you and um, share this victory with you that we are still winning in Christ. And yes, yeah. So that's that's experience. That was so beautifully said. Yes. So uh, that Sunday, um, it was a Sunday, and I had finished worship at the high school. We do worship twice. I had gone back to the office, and um, I was going to do some email, which normally I don't do on Sundays. And uh, I had one from D Rowe, and it said "bad day." And in all the time that I've known D Rowe, two years now. Uh, he never complains. Like, he's just, he's not a complainer. So when D-Rose says in the subject, bad day, I know something must be wrong. And I was 
disheartened for you? I mean, we did a Zoom call or a FaceTime call and y'all were at the police station. And, um, you know, uh, just that alone looked very different than what we experienced. And then to hear that, like, um, they were going to try to help. And I'm like, try? It's not a try. And then to learn this morning as we've been talking that, like, they expect money. Uh, like, I know there's a lot of things that don't go right in America and we get frustrated with our political systems and stuff. But, you know, we do get to go to the police and, like, they don't ask for money. You know, we get to go and say this is wrong and they help. So um, I have a whole new appreciation for America and the way that we do things because we get really frustrated at home right now. We're very divided politically and I think sometimes we forget to be grateful for the structure that we do have and you help us appreciate that. But um, so, you know, West coming out of the pandemic is not as fiscally and financially strong as we once were. Uh, we lost some families when COVID happened because we didn't reopen as quick as they wanted us to because it wasn't safe. And um, so anyway, we've had a little loss financially. And so I, of course, and the team, the leaders wanted to help you guys, but I'm like, we don't have it in the budget to help. And we, we try real hard at home not to ask people for money, not to beat people over the head with money. But I thought, you know, we need to help. They love y'all and you are doing so much to spread the love of God. So I sent out an email and um, in one day we got uh, $5,000 US dollars. And so um, we're gonna use that when you all come over to help you get the technology that you need so you can bring it back um, yourselves. You know what I mean? So, uh, so that's that's the owner. That's all them. They gave so generously for you. Um, I think it's so interesting that when Elijah wanted to give up, uh, God sent angels. And lots of times we think that angels are those white figures, you know, that fly around with the fancy wings. But the word angel translates to mean messenger from God. And so messengers come in a lot of different ways. And I think it was interesting that after the second angel came, uh, they said to Elijah, get up and eat some more. You've got a long journey ahead of you. And that's how I feel about you all. Like, um, just in talking with them this morning, we have a busy four days planned. We're going to go meet people and see future potential sites for farming and sustainability. I mean, we've got a lot to do. Uh, God clearly has placed such a call on your lives and the three of you work so brilliantly together and you have so many different gifts. D Rose like this blazing leader and, and Blaze and Prosper just come around him and, and you three become one. Uh, and I love how you function in leadership and uh, so I do feel like there is a long journey ahead. How do you find when you're in the middle of the journey and you haven't reached where you're going and you've got the setbacks that have happened what fills your soul? What keeps you wanting to keep going? How do you keep from getting burnout? You know, uh, actually, basically, like for myself, I look at this message as a very beautiful message. I relate it to the very first message I shared. Actually, the second message I shared after we had been like stolen from or that been uh, like that dropped us like our stuff. Elijah was trying to give up, but he looked at, at God and he never gave up. I shared a message after that scenario. It was bend but don't break. Oh you know, yeah. You know, 
we always have circumstances that happen in our life and we, they just bend us, you know. They never let us break. So when we don't break, we are supposed to get up, rise up and actually keep going. So I believe it's a very beautiful message and we all need to get up in whatever situation. It never kills us. As long as we stay good and alive, we always need to get up on our feet and keep going. You know, the future is bright. That's what yeah. I believe in. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, because today, earlier today, remember you asked me if it was okay when we lost out, then I told you, it was okay when you were, you were like, it's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> then I, then I, yeah, then I remember one of the Sunday series where you were like, it's okay not to be okay. So mm -hmm. I think sometimes when you're not okay, you just have to embrace and be like, fine, what has happened has happened. I'm not okay, but I need to keep pushing, you know. Yeah, with what I have, I need to move forward, I need to progress. So that can't limit me from going forward. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps me going, and that's what should keep me like, going forward. Yeah. yeah. So these guys are so faithful and so grounded in their spirituality and how God nurtures them and feeds them. It's always a reminder of how distracted we get back in the States. Like we have um, so many things that just uh, we think we have to have or have to do. And you guys are so content. Um, so one of the things we were talking about this morning is uh, so each of these guys bring specific gifts to launching church. Uh, Dero is the um, spearhead. He's the one who reached out and said, and he's the preacher of, yeah. of the team and yeah. prospers this amazing businessman, visionary, finance guru. And, and Blaze has all this media and technology and sound wisdom and insight. And they all do so many different things. But uh, this morning we were talking about future ways that we can work together. And uh, I mentioned to Blaze like video stuff because he makes these amazing videos for No Limits. And I'm like, there's no reason you can't do some of that with us, you know, because it's all digital anyway. And then I'm like, wait a minute, how are you making videos if your laptop was stolen? And uh, Dom's using his phone so he can't hold it up. But he's like, I said, you do all that on your phone? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, how do you do that? And then I realized that Dero types out his messages. He sends them to me to read before he does them. And um, I'm like, where are you typing those, Dero, if your laptop was stolen? And he's like, here. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. So Blaze, I asked you, I said, um, how can you do all that when you don't have what you need? And you said something very powerful. Yeah, I, I want them to hear you say it. Yeah, so I remember telling her, I was like, you just need to know what, you, what you're doing and how you're doing it. It doesn't necessarily need to require you to have like a certain resource. You just have to work with what you have on ground exactly. and keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. God and, you know, the uh, Israelites that were in the wilderness right before, you know, Elijah and this part, like a couple hundred years before that, uh, when they were wandering in the wilderness from slavery to freedom, to the promised land, um, they started saying they wanted to go back to slavery because the wilderness was so uncertain and they were hungry and uh, God sent manna. Mm -hmm. And in one think, of- Thank you so much, I'm sorry to put okay. you here. It's actually part of the message I shared when I was talking about Ben Don't Break. You know? Oh, really? You know, the Israelites actually, they want to reach out. They have God has helped them like they've, they've been relieved from this tough time they're going through. But when they reach and they feel life is not fair, they actually look back and they're like, we wish you left us back there, you know, yeah. to 
feast well but live in the tough conditions, which is not good, you know. That's what I really feel. Right, yeah. right. And that is what they wanted. They yeah. wanted to stay, uh, they would rather be in difficult circumstances yeah. Yeah. than uncertain yeah. circumstances. Yeah. And I think that we do that, right? Like we like what we know and we're sometimes afraid to break out of what we know to go into unknown uh, territory. Yeah. Um, when God fed them, when they were in the wilderness, he fed them manna. And manna translates to mean enough. So I think, uh, Blaze, one of the things that I heard you say this morning is that we always have enough. We may not have what we want or what we think we need, but we always end up having enough. And um, I just think that's so, so powerful and so, so true. So, um, the last part of the scripture, Elijah says, I've been working my heart out for the God of the angel armies. The people of Israel have abandoned your covenant. They've destroyed your places of worship. They've murdered your prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me. And so then he was told, go stand on the mountain and at attention before God, and God will pass by. A hurricane wind ripped through the mountains and shattered the rocks before God, but God wasn't to be found in the wind. After the wind, an earthquake happened, but God wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, fire, but God wasn't in the fire. And after the fire, a gentle and a quiet whisper. And when Elijah heard the quiet voice, he muffled his face with his coat and he went to the mouth of the cave and he stood there and the voice asked Elijah now tell me what are you doing here and he said I've been working my heart out and he complained again he said now you're, they're trying to kill me and God said go the way that you came through the desert and when you get there I want you to anoint Hazel make him king over Aram and then anoint some other folks and then anyone who escapes will be killed by you, you will prevail. Elijah went straight out and did exactly what God told him. And then he said, don't forget what God has done for us. I think that's one of the things that you all do. Like, um, you never forget where God's been. Uh, so we have a lot of new folks that are a part of West now, uh, just over this last year. I would like for you to tell them why you are doing what you're doing with West Church. Like you told me about your childhood experiences. Um, if you would just briefly explain what got you, like what, you haven't always been here. Why we've always been here. Yeah. Okay, um, growing up is uh, we, we, had, we had kind of challenges growing up. Um, this family coming together and then there's a division in the family and then um, here in Africa most times the children tend to bend more with their mothers so you find you're left with your mom and then your mom is also incapacitated um, she can't support you 100% so you're forced to learn the hard way so you're forced to mature around while still a child so um, we kind of uh, grew up on I should say on the streets of Kibumba town. So um, eating partly on the streets, partly at home, uh, looking for, for, for uh, vegetables um, at the dustbins and all that, and then having to have this for food um, 
um, selling clothes, people's clothes, and then you're paid um, maybe 1,000 or 500 shillings, Ugandan shillings for survival. So if we flash back to all that, and God made us pass through that to where we are right now, those, um, the privileges that God has given us, uh, we get to work with people who have actually grown up in a much, much more better life than us, have gone to much, much more better schools than us, but then you find you're seated with them and reasoning with them, even out-reasoning them, and you find you are at a higher position at your workplace or they consider your opinion more than theirs, that is God. It's, it's God's glory. Mm. So that's one of the things that keep pushing us. So you find if God picked me up from the pit, so I need to keep glorifying him. Because I don't know what's ahead of me, but I believe what's ahead of me is much, much more better than what I'm what I have right now. So some of those few things, and um, it's what keeps motivating us and keeping us to to keep going in Christ and keep extending the helping hand, keep sharing the word, keep uh, motivating the people around us, keep inspiring the people around us. Yeah, basically, I think that's what motivates us. Maybe Blaze or Derek have something to share. Yeah, I think what I'll, what I'll add on is. Uh, on what Prosper said, you know, when you look back where you've come from and what you've gone through, but then when you fast forward, then you have all this favor and glory from God, so it's just right to multiply. So, whatever your blessings are, it's just right to like multiply the blessings to other people. Because at the end of the day, we, like you mentioned earlier, it doesn't matter whether you're from a rich family or you're from a different religion or your sexuality is different, at the end of the day it's all about love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want to lead with love. Yeah. Lead with love, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know, I've actually told you earlier, I'm so much in love with your messages. They keep me going actually. You know, there is a message of yours I really shared about also. And I've uh, gone, taken my own time to really read through and actually get to understand it properly. You know, you mentioned some statements in this message you say if we cling on to the past or whatever tough situation we get to we get captured by that mm -hmm. you know we are held by that we don't look beyond so when we when this scenario all happened and all that if i got taken up by maybe losing a laptop and all that no limit would have died out you know yeah you know would not keep going but we looked ahead and we're like this is just to shake us a little and we need to <laughs> keep going you know yeah so i feel we really did not get taken up by that or we did not get captured by that uh we had to keep pushing and that's why we are on and still going and i believe god has better for us and better plans for all of us as west church uganda and west church lkm so i think i told you when you told me that your stuff got stolen um our actually it was uh 11 years ago today that our stuff all got stolen too uh, this guy called me. He's like, I'm over at our trailers. We kept everything in trailers that you pull behind a, a truck. And he said, um, I just got here to hook up the trailers and all of our stuff is gone. And they stole our TVs. They stole our sound system. I mean, they stole like $75,000 of our equipment. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and we were only one year old. And I'm like, it was so discouraging. And I was like, okay. But we don't get to give up. I mean, it was so cool. The launch team that had grown from yeah. 40 to like, um, we had like 60 of leaders, people that were all in and all vested. And we came together on that Sunday morning and we just prayed 
and then here we are, you know, 11 years later, still going strong and, and with the resources to be in Uganda, right? And so uh, it was just, it was a reminder. I want to say to you, though, uh, Prosper, hearing you talk about like you, or I don't know if it was Blaze or Prosper, one of you said you didn't have the opportunities that other people had growing up and the education but then you would find that in the in the space and in the meetings and in the classrooms, you would have a voice. And uh, this morning we were laying out our agenda for today and tomorrow and what we want to accomplish. And so we were talking about meeting with the hotel owner that lets you all use the space. And we were talking about partnerships. And so I laid out like what I thought we should do. And then Blaze and what about this? And I think we should you brought to and smart I see you know that all three of you have uh, we fully trust you to lead um, you you ask great questions and you are wise and calm I could learn a little from your calmness. Uh, you know, you just really, you embody great leaders. And one of the things we're going to do together is do a leadership study. The Ugandan team and our team, and I brought them books that our staff are getting ready to do. We're going to all do it together. And um, uh, one of our friends from the conference, Rob Hutchinson, is going to do it too. So uh, we're just excited. Dira, I think you met him. Yeah, I met him. And so... Um, I just want you to know that your resources that you're putting into this and God on the other side of the world is being well used on a shoestring budget, like um, uh, they charge them $10 uh, to use the facility. And uh, so there's just such power in what these guys are doing and with the people, I can't wait to meet them. And so thank you, West Church, for making this happen. It's, it's awesome. Thank you. So let's pray, and then we're going to get about our day, and you guys can get about yours, all right? Thank you, God, for this team and this opportunity. Dero, Blaze, and Prosper are all so incredible, and they are so passionate about sharing God's love with the people in their community. What an amazing opportunity for West and West Church Uganda to partner and to continue to share love on a global level. This is so, so, so good. Thank you so much, God. And thank you for allowing us to have the courage and the strength to go through the wilderness. Burnout is so real and the wilderness can be so scary. But we know through all of these things that we are able to accomplish with this partnership in Uganda that love is the center of it and can get us through anything. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you watched the App State game yesterday, I hope you are still fired up about that. I don't even know football that well, but I know that that was a great ending to the game. And I loved watching everybody storm the field. We are going to continue to talk about burnout next week. So be extra mindful this week going into your work week about um, all the things we've learned so far about burnout. And be sure to not be burning out or to apply some of these tips that you're learning to make sure that you're not reaching that point. We will see you next week, and thank you for being here.